What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Boozy Bros. Pio Kina here once again with my ever so loyal co-host, Mikel Garcia, bringing you another episode. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome back. And boy, 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 do we have an alcohol-filled episode for you tonight. That's drinking buddies galore. Exactly, Mick. <laughs> we have two amazing guests tonight. The boys behind Clink Craft Cocktails Philippines, Mr. Kevin Limcaco and Slim JD, Josh Del Rosario. Let's go, boys. Give a shout out. Nice to be on the podcast. Thank you for having us. Uh, yes, I'm Kevin. You. I'm Josh, uh, Slim JD. <laughs> like I said, everyone, these two amazing people are behind the scenes of Clink Craft Cocktails PH. Uh, Kevin, how about you give the listeners out there a little insight on what Clink Craft is? Yeah, uh, for sure. So basically, we launched this thing just a couple of weeks ago, uh, around last the uh, last week of July. Um, so we've only been around three weeks in. And basically what we do is uh, we we curate uh, different kinds of cocktails. Uh, right now we have five variants. And basically uh, what we want to do is try and give uh, a little bit of a feel of like a speakeasy bar right uh, in the comfort of your own home. Awesome, awesome. Well, before we get into that, I just want to go around real quick. Um, I'll start with myself this time, kind of a different route than we usually take. Tonight, I have myself a, a glass of bourbon with a spritz of grape juice and 7-Up. How about you, Mick? What's in your cup tonight? Well, funny you say we're going to mix it up a little bit tonight, as I did exactly that. Instead of taking my, the normal craft beers, I decided to go on a little bit of the hard route. Since we've got some very good uh, mix, mixed drinks being talked about tonight, I just got the Bacardi Limon with a little bit of Coke. And yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Now, the boys from Clink Craft, I'm sure you guys are going to give us a little bit of insight on your you know, products right now. Um, let's start with Josh. What's in your glass tonight? Well, in my glass, I have the Midnight Apparition. It's just something I really like to drink when I'm just when I just want to chill out, kick my feet up, watch some Netflix. Ooh, tell us about that. What is a what is a Midnight Apparition? Midnight Apparition. Well, it's based with tequila. Yeah, and it it's just if it's something if you really want to just chill out, just drink mm-hmm. it. It's so refreshing. Ah. Uh. I'm guessing it's more on the um, fruity side, uh, I'm guessing. Mm, not so much fruity. Oh, okay. That's kind of surprising. All right. Well, we'll get to that in a bit. How about you, Kevin? What's filling your cup tonight? So actually, right now, I'm having the Clinkcraft Cocktails PH Delandaise. So uh, yeah, it's uh, a recipe of my own. Uh, basically, I use fresh Delandan juice. And I mix it in with spiced rum. Uh, we also have some Angostura bitters in there and some mint leaves. So awesome. it really, you know, brings out that citrusy, very local, uh, local kind of taste because of the the the, the and then. Great, that sounds good. Well, cheers to that, boys. I uh, hope you guys 
have an amazing start to your business. And I hope all our listeners are tuned in real well because I'm sure you're going to get to get some amazing insight on what goes behind the mind of the people behind Clink Craft Cocktails PH. So, right. Kevin, cheers, cheers. Um, I want to ask you right away, uh, before we get into the whole uh, different flavors that you guys have, what started, what got you started with Clink Craft? Uh, you know, it's, it's a really funny thing. Uh, I was never really into craft cocktails to begin with. Like, uh, it's actually because of, of the quarantine. Um, prior to the quarantine, I was supposed to get into craft beer. Uh, okay. yeah, I was really supposed to be brewing my own craft beer, uh, but you know, things didn't work out. Uh, my suppliers for equipment couldn't, you know, have the equipment come in from, from, uh, overseas and some other logistical problems. But, uh, anyway, we ended up coming up with clean craft cocktails because we still wanted to try and produce some sort of alcohol for delivery. Um, right. yeah, you know, I mean. With with everything going on with community quarantine, no one's allowed to go out. No one can go to bars. Uh, the demand is there, uh, right? So everyone really wants to have their, their drink. Uh, they yeah, still want to enjoy their alcohol. Definitely. It's just, it's just really sad that you know we can't enjoy it in the in the in the normal sense anymore. Buddy, you're you're preaching to the choir here. <laughs> yeah, you're in the, you're on the right podcast right now, my friend. <laughs> so, um, with that, how did you and um, Josh end up coming coming up with the whole? You know, um, I mean, where can the where, where can the people find you right now? Where are you guys um, promoting? Where can they reach out and get your price list, your menu, and all that? Uh, right. They can find so, us on they can find us on Facebook and facebook.com slash clinkcraftcocktailsph and also on Instagram. Uh still the same clinkcraftcocktailsph. Nice. Awesome. Well, with that, okay. So, um there's two of you behind uh clinkcraft cocktails, right? So what are your individual roles right now? You know, so, I mean, the two of you are kind of handling everything as far as I know. Um, is it just the two of you or do you guys have a team or what, what, what roles do you guys play? Right. So it's actually really just the two of us. Um, actually, so, so Joshua, I, I approached him because I, I, I needed his help with the marketing side. Uh, Joshua actually does does the photos. So if you see, if you go to our uh, our pages now on Instagram and Facebook, those are all photos by your guy here, Slim JD. <laughs> <laughs> so really good job on that. Um, really, the peg was to try and make it look like a speakeasy type uh, of bar. So cocktails you'd normally find there, uh, you know, okay. really well, really well garnished, um, well served really class so uh i on the other hand i mix the drinks so all of the drinks that we do for Thinkcraft cocktails ph uh those are all original recipes nice. uh yeah so it's a funny thing i said earlier that i was supposed to get into craft beer right right, uh, right. something but... mick would have loved too by the way <laughs> <laughs> 
But yeah, yeah. Uh, what what happened was, uh, I've been ordering a like a shitload of craft beer from different like breweries around the Philippines, and then uh, come come the first ECQ, uh, March fifteen, uh, when I got that announcement that we were gonna be under under lockdown, I bought like a shit ton of alcohol, uh, all the hard liquor, all the mixers, uh, all the garnishes, and then I just started mixing in from there. So this was this wasn't really you know the the, the initial plan. Um, it was just born actually out of boredom mostly. <laughs> <laughs> I can actually so, vouch. He showed me all the stuff he bought once we got into quarantine. Oh wow, that was a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so you're telling you're telling everybody here that the that the clink craft cocktails could have just been clink craft beer. Before. Honestly, yeah. No, you know the the original name wasn't actually supposed to be Clink. Oh, uh, what, was it, what was it supposed to be? It was supposed to be something like Capitan or something like that. But then we realized Ooh. like, uh, kind of too manly for craft cocktails. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we we decided to go you know the more uh general uh acceptable route. <laughs> so yeah, nice, nice. I can just imagine what you drink, Capitan. With a pink drink. Man. <laughs> hey man, let's let's take out those gender roles, right? Men can wear pink. They can definitely drink pink. Men can rock pink. <laughs> Real men wear pink. Oh um, yeah. Right, right. Well, so uh, like you said, you hit up you hit up Josh. You know, uh, kind of when you started thinking about hey. I want to market these, you know, you came up with the ideas and everything. Um, why, like, no offense, but why Josh? Like, how, why was it, like, something that you guys were talking about earlier on with something else, with maybe a different project? Or uh, how did this partnership come to happen? Yeah, so actually, you know, uh, Josh has been my friend for, I'd say, well over 10 years now. Uh, and I, I know he's been doing photography for, for a while. And I think the main reason why I chose Josh was because of the accessibility. Okay. Uh, no lie, we're neighbors, kasi. so he legit lives like what five minutes away from my house. So whenever I need him, I like literally just give him a call, and he's here in like five minutes. Oh, there you go. But besides that, I mean, of course, if you check out Josh's feed, his work, uh, it's it's really good. Yeah. Uh, I know for a fact, Josh, you actually have like a separate Instagram from your main one. Uh, maybe you'd like to shout that out for people who want to see, you know, how great of a photographer you actually are. Yeah, well, it's um, Instagram.com slash shot by JDR. Well, awesome. most of the stuff you're going to see there are mostly portrait shots and yeah, just mostly people because that's what I, I actually got really got into at first. Awesome. Great. Yeah. So, um, how about you, Kev? So, uh, you talked about a little bit uh, about um, of Josh being into this whole photography thing. Were you always into the you know mixing, bartending type of thing, or is it kind of like a hobby that you turned into a business? Yeah. You know, actually, you know, uh, I mentioned earlier that this is really just born out of boredom. Really. Uh, yeah. During the quarantine, because uh, if I'll be completely honest. If I don't have a drink at night, I'll go crazy. So, <laughs> so basically, every night I try and mix something new. 
Um, and when I when I figured out uh, the recipes that that I did like that I made, uh, of course, parang I, I list them down. And then at the end of the day, uh, parang come July, I was like, hey, maybe we can do make this into a business. Uh, you know, I've I've made like Josh try it. I've made some of my friends try it. My family, and then well, I, at that end, it ended up being like, uh, wait, hey, there's a there's a business here. Like this shit's actually pretty good. So yeah, that's what happened. Wait, we need testers. Now let us know. <laughs> <laughs> For sure, we'll send you. We'll send you guys a bottle. Awesome. This was very fun. <laughs> well, I'm so, sure you know free alcohol coming from anywhere is pretty fun. Regardless, oh, yeah. <laughs> very, fun. very, very, very true. Yeah, I I do have a like a, a two parter question for you guys though on this side. Like, so based on the everything that you guys have said and how interesting at least so far that you guys have created the thing. So, um, this question. I want to be answered in two different parts, I guess, because based on what you guys do for the company. So what basically separates you guys from other cocktail deliveries and so on and so forth? Like for for Kev, could you tell me what separates you in terms of like the drinks themselves and what is like, how would that, does that differentiate? How, how are you able to differentiate yourselves from at least in terms of the drinks themselves? And then Josh, could you tell me how how that works in marketing? How are you guys trying to differentiate yourselves from each other, from other brands and other types of drinks? Right. So uh, from the drink standpoint, uh, mm-hmm. I said earlier that all of the craft cocktails that we're selling right now are original recipes. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm not sure if other uh, craft cocktail delivery businesses also have their own recipes. But um, from the ones that I've seen, uh, they like sticking to the classics. So they'd be selling like the classic mojito, um, the sangria with, I don't know, some sort of variations on that if, if they do like a rosé sangria or uh, a blanc. But uh, from, from, our, from our standpoint, uh, what we wanted to do is really highlight uh, local ingredients. So if if you look at a lot of our our craft cocktails, they have uh, like for example the Landes is the Landan, very unique to just the Philippines. Um, so yeah, so that's I think that's that's one of the things that we wanted to highlight, and uh, we also named it because the our first release is the Dream Sequence Collection. Uh, I don't know if you guys uh, uh, noticed that, but it's it's funny because during quarantine. Um, I I've been having like these weird ass dreams. I've been having like lucid dreams. No, really. <laughs> I'm not kidding. So if, if I if I didn't drink alcohol, I'd I'd get into like, these lucid dreams. And Maybe it is alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> it could be. <laughs> but yeah, that's what inspired actually the names. Uh, oh, awesome. From yeah, from the Dalan days, uh, flight to fancy, doppelganger, uh, rumberry mirage, and our midnight apparition. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, so from the marketing standpoint, well, like what Kevin said, everyone likes to stick to the classics. So as much as possible, what we're trying, what we're trying to do is show our products in a way that will entice people because it's going to be something new to them. So it's I want people, we want people to see like to see something new and say, "Wow, this looks good. I want to try it." And everything that I did, like from the photos, I made sure. I made sure I go in line with what Kevin wanted because, first of all, he started everything, and I'm just I'm just there to mainly support them. 
And like, yeah. So he told me what he wanted. And then the creative side had to mostly come from me because I'm the one taking the pictures. So yeah, what we're trying to do is show people something new, something they'd want to try. Mm-hmm. And that's how we're getting them in. That's great. Actually, that's really interesting because like you guys are saying, the it's not, it's really interesting to be able to see the the new but very local uh, drinks that you guys are coming up with, and at the same time trying to take it away from the the very what other people are doing or other brands are doing, which is the very cla- like they they get the classics, they make it their own, but it's still the classic, right? It's still a mojito, it's still a rum coke, it's still a whiskey, whatever. A whiskey it's a sour, mojito with the yeah, this I'm is different. Gonna, it's, very, it's very subtle, eh? you know, like, uh, I think that's also something that I noticed with a lot of the other cocktails. Not to say that they're, you know, they're bad or anything. Eh? Um, all those other cocktail companies or cocktail delivery services, you know, you guys have your your own market, I guess. But I'm the, the way I'm kind of reading it from Clink is you guys are trying to target someone who is kind of tired of the regular thing want something new especially in this quarantine season where you know usually you'd go out to a bar maybe in Poblacion or you know somewhere in Makati or BGC where they do have something of a speakeasy type bar where you're like hey can you make me something on the fruity side or the very heavy liquor side and you know they'll make something original right then and there and then you can try it and then if you like it you like it if you don't well sorry kind of love. Right. Very true. Very true. It's interesting also because people, those type of people who are into that side of the, the, at least going out, are the ones who actually want to try new things, right? The ones, especially the ones who are into like craft beers and things like that. They don't really fall back onto like a specific, uh, how do I put this, comfortable alcohol drink, alcoholic drink, but they find something new and they try it and it's usually something they, they'd end up liking. Or maybe not, but then they try to still try something new, right? Yeah, true, true. <laughs> uh, well, going in line with that, uh, I wanted to ask also, like, you said that this is a very um, original set of cocktails that you guys put out. Um, if I'm if I'm not mistaken, you guys came out with five for your initial launch, right? So. Before I get into the five cocktails that you guys uh, ended up marketing, well, what was the process into deciding, okay, this is what I want for the first first set of cocktails we're going to release? And what was kind of your criteria on picking your set? And you know, how many, how many cocktails did you have made? And then you're like, no, nah, I don't want that one. I don't, I don't want this one. And coming ultimately coming up with your finished product of five. Right. Uh, so as I mentioned earlier, uh, throughout the entire quarantine, I've just been mixing and mixing and mixing. Uh, and basically the process is getting drunk. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but, but on a more serious note, um, uh, so when, when you're mixing, uh, you basically want to try and target uh, different types of uh, hard alcohols. So you want to have, like, let's say, for example, a rum-based one, uh, a gin-based cocktail, uh, a tequila-based one, and our, our actually most unique one is the Jaeger-based cocktail. 
So oh, okay. Yeah. So uh, as far as I know, for delivery for craft cocktail delivery, um, we're the first ones to release uh, a Jaeger based craft cocktail. Um, nice. So, uh, for choosing these specific five, uh, as as I've as I've said, it's basically uh, choosing the different uh, hard uh, liquors, um, categorizing them into into their specific uh, niches. So, for example, the people who usually like uh, fruity drinks would like mo- most probably go for the Delandes or something lighter like that. Um, and then for the ones who like uh, a bit on the stronger side, we have the Midnight Apparition uh, and the gin-based cocktail, which is the Flight of Fancy. So these are more, uh, I would say, the more conventional type uh, cocktails for for mga parang gin and tonic. Uh, parang the Midnight Apparition actually is all, is almost like a a margarita. It's tequila okay. based with, with lime, but we put our own spin on it. Uh, we added like uh, blue curacao and uh, some some of our own uh, tonic water also. Oh, so you make your own tonic water? Uh, no, well, we have uh, no. We, we have a very specific uh, supplier for our tonic water. <laughs> oh, so, okay. yeah. right. I was so excited. I was gonna maybe say like, oh, maybe I can grab a little bit of that tonic water to go. Well, but, in the future, we can make our own body <laughs> Hey, who knows, man? Sky's the limit for you guys, right? For sure. True, 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 true. Yeah. So, um, in terms of your creative process, right, uh, you did touch about trying to hit your different liquors and, you know, kind of just playing around with the stuff that you, you have around or the stuff that you sourced. Um, but do you have any, let's say, pegs that you have or things that you look at and like i kind of want to try to recreate this taste but with something different or do you guys try to really just wing it if it's good it's a good batch if it's bad then let's start from scratch yeah well uh everything because all our cocktails are actually made to order so it's not they're not batched well technically they're not batched um but uh, because we sell them in, in one liter bottles, right? Right. So we have to consider dilution also. Uh, one, one thing that a lot of people don't realize is that uh, even if you go to bars and uh, speakeasies, dilution is the number one fundamental thing about cocktails or craft cocktails. Yeah. They don't realize that when bartenders you know, shake, shake their cocktails with ice, that's already dilution in the process. Yeah. True. So it's it's a very important thing to consider when we when we bottle our craft cocktails. Uh, we also have to parang factor in um, the dilution uh, aspect and parang how we're gonna get it to taste the same uh, for all of our cocktails when we send them out for delivery. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like freezing the drinks also with diluted condensation, all these different factors now. So right. Yeah. yeah. So for all you listeners out there who's kind of wondering what dilution is, it's basically lowering the alcohol content that you're gonna end up intaking, or you know how much you're actually gonna um, get Just, of the actual um, liquor or the product itself. Because like Kevin said, you know, mixture of ice, you're adding more water, and then that kind of changes the consistency of, or not the consistency, but 
rather the you know concentration of alcohol that you have or the other uh, ingredients that you're putting in so yeah you know um it seems like you guys really take all of that into account making sure you guys have some great quality control and you know that i guess that's another thing that would probably separate you guys since you guys are doing all the bottling this just the two of you guys right so yeah <laughs> you know everything's pretty much made sure that it's done right you guys follow a process you have your recipes and everything right right so now i kind of want to talk to you guys about the five that you have you, you named a couple of them already um i guess I'd like to ask Nalang, let's try to separate them into your different liquors since we were on that topic of, you know, um, trying to hit your different liquor liquor cocktails, right? So let's right. start, uh, if we can, you know, like start with the lightest one that you can have to the most, you know, sucker punch type that you you, you can get. Yeah, right. Uh, the, one so... that, the one that Pio that will like the most. <laughs> 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 All right, so we do have five variants right now. Um, the two lightest ones, uh, the lightest one right now being the Rumberry Mirage. Uh, okay. It's it's basically a, a spiced rum-based uh, cocktail um, mixed with some cranberry uh, calamansi, so something, again, local. Uh, nice. And also, you know, uh, Philippine pineapples. So like fresh pineapple, we use that also. Um, for the Delandes, that's the second uh, lightest of the of the five variants. Uh, that's the one I talked about earlier, the Delandan based one with the spice drum as well. Okay. Um, so your two lightest ones are more rum based. More rum based. So they're okay. parang ano, the the general rule kasi with the rum is that you usually mix it with more citrusy type of like fruity drinks. Right. Uh, they're very tropical. Parang it's a very tropical type of uh, alcohol, kasi. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then for uh, the parang mid tier of the of the bunch is the midnight apparition. So that's basically like our our take on um, a margarita. So okay. so it's it's the same. It's instead of using just one type of tequila, we use two types. So we have the reposado and the blanco. It's basically Ooh. just the um, if if you know how your normal tequilas like uh, uh, Patron, Cuervo, they all have uh, like this parang uh, parang goldish, brownish and, color. Yeah, that's, yeah. So that's that's, that's the reposado, um, okay. and the blanco just basically means like a, a white, one. a clear one. Yeah. Right. Okay. Um, nice. And then for the flight of fancy, so this is this is something I know uh, a little more unique. Um, we take a, a strawberry infused uh, dry gin and we mix it in with uh, spiced rum so it's not your it's not your normal parang gnt na well the what do you call this the, the 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 normal bartenders who would you know usually stick to the normal gnt the purists as they say would probably right. kill me for this but uh, mixing the GNT, uh, sorry, mix, mixing the gin with the spiced rum really gives like a like a really like a good punch to it, uh, okay. but with a, with a strawberry infused flavor. And then, so the, 
Yeah. That strawberry infused gin is kind of more like a rosé rosé type of gin. Mm, almost think? like a rosé type of gin, yeah. Okay. I've been punched and then lastly so for the for the doppelganger uh that's the jaeger based one so what we do is we take uh the jaeger and we mix it in with uh a black a black rum and we basically just add pine uh fresh pineapple to it so that's uh that's our take on nothing <laughs> it's really just <laughs> it's it's something that I, I got so bored at home yeah i got so bored at home i just thought like why not try jaeger rum and pineapple and it kind of worked out <laughs> nice, nice. Hey, interesting a lot of a lot of uh really good cocktails i feel come out of accidents you know uh mick i think you can kind of attest to that with that soju iced tea thing that i kind of came up with on my birthday. Dude, that thing finished yeah. so fast, but everyone was like... <laughs> That's like a wasak type of drink, bud. <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean, I had like a... I had like this weird pitcher, container, whatever thing, and it, it was my birthday, man. I was just trying to mix something that I could have a lot of and not for very expensive. So... Good soju and some juice and iced tea kind of worked out. I was surprised to be honest. <laughs> so with the five that you had, the, so you're saying you guys have five that you launched. Uh, how many cocktails did you guys have before you dwindled it down to five? Um. So that, that's a hard question. Uh. Because I've tried so many different types of mixes throughout quarantine, uh, <laughs> I, I can I can probably say it's around uh, upwards of thirty different types of cocktails. Whoa! <laughs> so yeah, it's it's just it's really about uh, it's really just trial and error, and then mostly getting drunk. Nga. <laughs> so <laughs> so uh, that's the same as over thirty drunk nights per cab. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wait, so sure. I guess a better. Oh, go, go ahead, Nick. So I was gonna say is I'm sure you you know uh, are you still in development for other drinks as well? So it's still gonna be it's still gonna continue. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, actually, I you know. Um, so I think in a couple of weeks, I think two weeks from now, we're gonna be releasing uh, two more craft cocktails. Uh, yeah. So I, I I won't I won't I know I won't be like a spoiler. I won't say it out <laughs> yet. But we do have two new cocktails coming out uh, in a couple of weeks. So yeah. So you heard watch it here it, first, it. ladies and gentlemen. Make sure you follow <laughs> Clinkcraft Cocktails PH on Instagram and follow them on Facebook as well so you can always keep up to date with their new releases. And make sure, you know, you get first dibs on whatever they, you know, produce. <laughs> all right. So knowing all of that, though, guys... Um, which I, I wanted to ask from from those ones, which ones are your favorites? How about you, Josh? What, what's your favorite? Oh, <laughs> yeah, my, Josh? Favorite, my, my favorite is the Flight of Fancy. Ooh, like, I had so much fun with that drink. <laughs> Kev made what, what Kev like made it? something great. <laughs> <laughs> the taste is it's the perfect amount of boozy for you, for a mm -hmm. person, I think. And okay. It has that it has that 
kick in the ass that tells you, let's go. Okay. Start the party. <laughs> <laughs> so it's yeah, like a good, it's... Uh, it's like a good pre-gamer, I guess. Mm. I, I think Flight to Fancy is the game. It's the game. It's the game. It is the game. Nice. Nice, nice. In my head, there's no pre-game. It's, you know, just go straight to the game. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> That's your, no, no. That's your Hinebra spirit. You're never too high, yeah? <laughs> I think if, if you guys are looking for a good pregame, it's probably the Rumberry Mirage and the Dalandes. Uh, my yeah. personal favorite is the Rumberry Mirage. That's actually the first cocktail I ever made. Um, okay. Yeah, so th- that's the very first recipe that I tried out during quarantine. Uh, really, just by accident, mixing weird juices and uh, alcohol. That's, that's the very first one. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah, well, so I just have to ask, uh, were you always like this in terms of your, you know, alcohol mixing? Like when you go to a party, are you the type that's like, yo, I'm going to make you a good drink? And then you just (laughs) get everyone to drink? Or did this just really happen from, like you said, the boredom of it all? Or was it something always you were interested in? Right. If I I could speak for Kev, when we were younger, (laughs) I think like, college because we're not supposed to drink in high school right when does that ever stop like we'd chill in the house and Kev would just go in and say guys try this <laughs> <laughs> no yeah i mean I, i've always i've always been uh into alcohol like ever since um mm-hmm. It's funny, one of our other neighbors, uh, he's actually now my, my Ninong. Uh, mm. he, he, he's the first one to ever introduce me to uh, craft beer, craft cocktails, all these different types of like, you know, uh, aged whiskeys, single malt, whatever, whatever what have you. Um, that's how uh, I got so into alcohol. It's actually because of him. And my parents blame him now for me being sort, <laughs> sort of like a... They, I'm not an alcoholic, okay, but the, my, my parents are... Accusing me of drinking too much, so. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's a very uh, no, no. It's um. I think that's one of the things the Philippines really adopted from you know the Spanish colonists who came over was you know enjoying a drink during your meals or just during the day. I feel like the Philippines is actually one of the biggest places or biggest advocates of day drinking. Uh, I, I've noticed that now, you know, like, especially on a weekend or a Sunday, you'd always see um, different people in different bars in the early or late afternoon, uh, just having having a quick, you know, one or two drinks just to kind of take a load off on, on the weekend. It, it's something that I guess maybe this is something that has to do with age. I don't know. Make, maybe you can tell me. But, you know. <laughs> Okay. Shots fired. But in all seriousness, though, but I, I'm actually starting to feel it where I want to drink a little bit earlier now with a little bit more, um, you know, a little bit more quality alcohol, a little bit more quality flavors. You know, it's not, it's no longer to get super buzzed and, you know, get drunk off your asses now. 
Let's right. kind of enjoy the flavors, enjoy the process of, you know, um, trying to figure out what flavors you're into and enjoying the company, I think, is the biggest thing. You know? oh, yeah, for sure. So actually, uh, there's actually one more thing that I wanted to add there. Uh, it's I think right now it's it's about time that we try and change the culture of drinking in the Philippines. Yung, you know, people are always so conservative. They're they're always saying, uh, don't drink yet masyado maaga. It it's I don't know. I I feel like it's it's about time that people try and understand that alcohol isn't supposed to be that bad. Like if you if you drink responsibly, take it in moderation at any time of the day, it should be okay. Definitely. Right. There's, I a agree saying, 100%. there's a saying, right? If you drink early. You just when someone asks you why you're drinking, you just say it's five o'clock somewhere. <laughs> true, true, true. But yeah. hey, uh, I mean, I, I don't know about you guys, but we're just talking about like Manila. If we're talking about the provinces, Dumaguete alone, dude, you're drinking before lunch or by lunchtime. <laughs> yeah. you know? Oh, for sure. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Lapad la of, tandu- of Tanduay and a full two liter Coke, and you're good now, there, dude. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I agree because uh, I remember my trip to Spain, you know, almost every meal you had like a beer or, you know, had a glass of wine. I'm sure it's the same. I mean, like I've heard stories, maybe someone out there, some of our listeners may correct me if I'm wrong, but, you know, wine is cheaper than water in France. Spain also, yep. You know, like it's it's a very regular thing. You'd have a bottle of house wine before you, you'd have a bottle of water at your table. Mm-mm. So, yeah. Actually, in most of Europe, if you ask for water, they'll give you sparkling water and not like normal water. Yeah. Actually, we got that a lot in Spain too. To be honest, mm. agua yeah. sin gas. <laughs> yeah, it was it was weird because you'd or you'd usually order like um, service water or something, and they're like, "What is that?" Yeah, they don't have that there. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so right. how about you, Josh? You know, like. Like you said, you know, actually, I've known Josh for quite a while also. Um, we actually met on the football field. So mm. um, how's that going for you? I know now you kind of switch sports yeah. a little I, bit. I had to retire from football, man. <laughs> There's this one play that just ruined my entire career, career, quote unquote. <laughs> <laughs> After you miss a goal, right in front. Was of it with Pio? <laughs> I'm just uh, I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think. No, was I wasn't there, there for that. I wasn't. Good thing he wasn't there. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, man. Like actually, I met Josh. I think you were still in high school then, bro. Yeah, I was. Yeah, so we didn't really get too much of a chance to hang out in like a. A bar and stuff like that. I did with his brother for sure, <laughs> but um, yeah, like how do you, how do you do that now? Like being at home all the time. Who do you usually drink with? Is it with friends on like an inuman, or is it mainly with family, or are you able drank, to go around? I've drank a lot with family. Most of my like, if I'm not drinking with family, it's usually with Kev. <laughs> <laughs> Lapit lang eh. Yes, he's so near and like never know what he's gonna come up with. <laughs> so is this like a weekly ano, testing thing, Kev? Na parang you just come up with an idea and you're like, oh guys, come over. I want you to try something. Is it something yeah, like that? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, 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 for sure. Uh, cause again, I, I told you guys, I 
I mix something new every single day. It's it, like I don't want to be drinking the same thing all the time. Right. Uh, so yeah, if I come up with something, I think it's good. All right. So Kev, uh, how how's everything going? Like for example, you know, you you mix a lot and everything. So is it like you'll come home and then be like, I'm gonna mix this now, and then if you come up with something good, you're like. Yo, Josh, call up the other guys and you know let's try something. Let's let's try this. Let me know what you think. Yeah, for sure. So when I whenever I do come up with a different uh, mixture, let's say for the day or for the night, uh, Joshua is definitely the first one to be there. Uh, my family, of course. So was that anything? I know anything I, I mix. I always have Josh come over and uh, my other neighbors also. They they can come over uh, and taste the whatever co- craft cocktails I make. <laughs> yeah, dude, sounds awesome, man. Like now, I kind of wish I was your neighbor. You know, yeah, <laughs> every night I I can already see myself every night. Oh, you can have my mix come at the night. Sample, the man, bro. Every night, yeah, Marin, yeah. Oh yeah, dude. So, all right, uh, we've talked a little bit about your process. We've talked about some of your products. Um. What's the best way to serve your drinks? Right. So, uh, for any drink, because there's there's pretty much uh, it it really depends on your taste. Uh, again, I'm gonna go back to dilution here. Right. Um, so there are some drinks that you typically don't serve with any ice, which, for example, uh, like the classic margarita, you don't serve that on, on ice. Right. Because uh, it's it's tequila. It's supposed to be stronger. Uh, it's supposed to be more concentrated, but um, it really depends. So, for example, if you're the type of person who wants your drink a little bit more diluted, even if it's a margarita, you can serve it over ice. Okay. Um, so it's really up to you, na lang. Um, I do have su- serving suggestions on the bottle. Uh, all of them actually say serve over ice, just because uh, when we do the uh, the mixing. It's more concentrated because we're sending it out in a bottle, right? Mm, so right, it's, right. it's not—it's not like you're typically uh, shaking it um, at the bar and then uh, you're shaking it serve with ice it. Yeah. and then you and then you serve it, right? right? So oh. there's l- almost no dilution uh, involved, especially for uh, the midnight apparition because it's it's tequila based, and if you dilute okay. it too much, uh, when it arrives to the customer, they might be disappointed. Ah. This midnight apparition, it's uh, what 14, 15%, but tastes like what 5%. Okay, right. So we don't want that. Right. So we leave it up to our customers to figure out uh, how much ice, how much dilution they want in their craft cocktail beverages. Mm-hmm. All right. And um, you mentioned earlier that you make each batch or each bottle to order, right? Right. So, um, what's the shelf life of your, of your products? I mean, yeah. Uh, generally, naman, like if you're or you're buying liquor or buying uh, booze, you can usually store them for a fairly long time. But then you guys use uh, fresh ingredients. You guys have your dalandans, your pineapples, your fruits. So, um, is there does that change the shelf life of your products? Yeah, most definitely. So, because they're craft cocktails and they're actually supposed to be meant to be uh, consumed right away, mm-hmm. um, it does change uh, the shelf life. So. Uh, for the Rumberry Mirage and the Doppelganger, because we use uh, fresh pineapple, 
and pineapples actually they actually spoil quite quickly. Oh, true. So, true. Okay. Uh, maximum they can stay in the ref for around two weeks. Okay. Yeah. So that's actually that's actually not bad. I mean, that's actually pretty good. Yeah, I mean, you can finish uh, a liter of craft cocktail in in a week's time. Oh, so, absolutely. Uh, that's, it's really no. I mean, I can do that. So, two nights. So for the rest, man, for the for the rest, man, for the flight to fancy, the Dallas days, and um, what's the other one? Uh, the midnight, the midnight ambition. Uh, they can stay for up to four weeks. Oh, uh, oh yeah. Wow. So, yeah. So, for the for these three, because I, I don't I have no idea why, but for some reason the the London, even if you leave it out, uh, not in the ref, it can stay quite like for for a longer time compared to pineapple. Right. Interesting. Yeah. So, yeah. So I I've been doing uh, I've been starting because of the mixing since at uh, the beginning of quarantine, and I've been testing out like weird, you know. Uh, how long the how long can this juice stay out? Yeah. Uh, how long can a pineapple stay out out, out of the ref without being uh, go, going bad? Right. So yeah, uh, yeah. Really, I know it, it depends on the cocktail. So ranging from two to four weeks. So so I'm assuming that these um, these guidelines are also on the bottle that you have. So actually, I don't know they're not on the bottle, but they're on our uh, Facebook and Instagram pages. Oh, perfect. Yeah, so guys, so, remember, don't forget, if you guys are going to order from Plink Craft Cocktails PH, make sure you follow them on Instagram and like their page on Facebook. You'll have all the information that you need over there. Okay, so make sure you follow them. They're going to be dropping a new product fairly soon. Yeah. Um, you heard it here first. So make <laughs> yeah. sure uh, you guys yeah. uh, just pay attention to their social media and everything. Make sure you buy a bottle. I know for sure I'm gonna be buying one very, very oh, yeah. soon. I'm, um, sure. I'm, <laughs> I'm very, very interested because Jaeger is my kryptonite. I will be trying that doppelganger. Hopefully, it can change my uh, change my mind on that <laughs> deadly, deadly, deadly liquor. <laughs> well, thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen, for joining us for another session on the Boozy Bros. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you, Josh, for joining us and having a few drinks with us and letting us know uh, more about your product, more about Clean Craft Cocktails PH. Um, Josh, please, one more time for all our listeners out there who want to find your product, want to get in touch with you guys, uh, please let them know where they can find you. All right, so everyone can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash PH, and on Instagram, instagram.com slash Clink Craft Cocktails PH. All right. So um, for everyone out there, thank you so much for all your support. Thank you for joining us once again. Thank you for having a beer, having a drink with us. We love your support. We're always listening to you guys. If you have anything to say or if you want to collab with us, make sure that you hit us up on theboozybrospod at gmail.com. Follow us on all our socials, facebook.com slash boozybros, Instagram and Twitter at boozybros. And let us know what you're thinking. Let us know what you want to hear. Let us know who you want to hear. As long as we can get in touch with them, we're going to try our very best to get them out to you. And, you know, if you have questions, let us know. We're going to try to ask them. So with that, thank you again, Kev. Thank you, Josh. Cheers. And let's have a good night.
Cheers, man. Thanks Cheers. for having us. Thanks for having us also.